early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket, because we're going on a first class ride across the web. So, during this graduation season, it occurred to me that I have no idea why the graduates wear square hats and gowns for the graduation. So, I want to know, what's going on with that? Well, it looks like we got another voicemail from our number one wanderer. Thanks, Scott. (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) We really appreciate that, and... Honestly, I had never thought about it, so you're making me wonder about things we've never wondered about, which is exactly what we like doing here. Beautiful. So, Captain Gowns, he pointed out something interesting that I knew but never really think of, that they're square hats. Yeah. Why do you think that would be? Uh, do you, uh, Are they always square? I can only picture square hats right now, but I can't... Um... I don't know. Maybe they just evolved into square hats because, oh, okay, hear me out. Maybe it's a packaging thing because the shape of the hat, maybe because they're square and I'm sure that little like headpiece that fits in is able to be pushed in. And so so many people started graduating. Just mass production. Mass production. So maybe it was just the easiest compared to any other cap size. I don't know. I mean, baseball caps are able to be mass produced though, so I don't really know if that's a huge factor. But hmm. They kept getting squished. I mean, it's a pretty important day. You wouldn't want the cap to get ruined by any means. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it creates a surface to design something on and, like, make it your own. But I mean, I you could do that with that a regular really baseball be... cap. Yeah. But it's not as noticeable to other people, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, if you're also going to design it, you're going to put it on, like, the tip top of your hat. So, I mean, not, not that many people are going to see it. But I guess they're kind of leaning back a little bit. Did you design do your you hat when you graduated? Because we th- what was that? Did you design your hat like when we graduated? No. College no, or high school? No. Yeah, I got you. Either did I. I was lazy. What yeah. about you? No, I didn't do shit. <laughs> oh, I already swore it. <laughs> I didn't do a thing. Do you think it's because we throw it, though? Does it make it easier to throw and then maybe less dangerous or something when it comes down? I don't know. Those guys are pretty... Uh, don't you think the square shape would make it more dangerous? That sharp edge coming down with some spin and yeah, then also but like, it's picking just up some cardboard. wind? I mean, yeah, I don't know. But like, is, how heavy is a regular cap? Like, I don't think a regular cap is going to get you. True. I'm just trying to Could think be. of some reasons. <laughs> maybe, it's for, maybe it is for the throwing, though. More aerodynamic. You can get more lift on there. <laughs> going for height here and maybe the designing actually didn't even happen and uh, until people started throwing it they just wanted to make sure they could find there so that's what the oh yeah for. i wonder why we throw it getting just rid of symbolize you're done i guess but it, <laughs> it's something to do i mean we yeah. did uh i don't yeah we did throw ours as well when we graduated high school but we also had silly or did we throw it or did we do silly string only i think we did both did we okay strange i don't remember I wonder why. Just because. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, what about the gowns and stuff, though? Why Why do you think we originally started wearing the cap and gown? Just uh, don't judges kind of wear those or yeah. something? Like something back in like the old that. times? So maybe yeah. it's to just look professional? I'm not sure. I was thinking sort of along those lines as well. I think back in the day, like a robe and maybe the cap came off of wigs, the big wig era. Um mm. That maybe the 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 robe and cap kind of symbolized like status and 
graduating was basically like moving your status up to, you know, a more qualified adult at least or, you know, human, you know, coming from like a young child to like an adult pretty much. So maybe it just symbolized status and now it just kind of grew all over would be that that was my guess, honestly. Okay. So any ideas about the little tassel? I know you kind of move it from one side to the other side. Oh, yeah. Is that that's all it's for? Did you know I didn't know that we did that until graduation day? I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I continued during graduation day, and someone was like, you got to move your, cat, your, your tassel over. And I was like, what? And they're like, you got to go from left to right. And, you're, and I was like, okay, sure. Why? <laughs> What's the point of that? Crossing the, the, the final divide over into your yeah, final changing form. Changing from not graduated to graduated. Does it go left to right, right? I think or so. Or right to left? I think it's left to right. Left to right? I feel I like know. it makes more sense if it's left to right, just because most people are right-handed. You'd start and then go across. I don't know. I have no, we're going to have to figure that one out. I'm saying, yeah, I feel like it's left to right, too. I wanted to say right to left and have a challenge, but I think it's left to right. And don't... PhD students or something like that get an extra like thing that hangs down their front like a like an extra, ribbon like, almost yeah probably more status crap I'm thinking yeah. just I I feel like the robe is just like the like back in the day just the more like clothing you could wear on your body it just like symbolized the richer you were because you could afford <laughs> more to cover up that you're gonna <laughs> use one time yeah. Yeah, that that definitely seems like one of those stupid status things that slowly everybody just evolved into doing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a literal pointless act. Hell yeah, let's uh, let's all do it and feel uh, really great about ourselves. <laughs> Honestly, do you think it's important to graduating? Like, did you like the cap and gown? Could you live without? Like, I feel like I would have rather almost just everyone dressed up in a nice suit. Like, I think the cap and gown looks pretty like. It's not. It's not that appealing. It's pretty ugly, honestly, in the most part. Yeah, I. I honestly was thinking about skipping my graduation in general. Like, eh, there, yeah, just sitting there waiting for them to read a bunch of names. I don't really yeah. care. I mean, I didn't. I skipped mine because it was during oh, really? like COVID times. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I don't know. They said they were gonna do like an online like ceremony type deal, and then. I think they still did like a partial person uh, ceremony where they it was kind of weird. Like they had different majors come in at certain times and then like they would like you could walk, I guess. But it felt pretty stupid to fly all the way back to Wisconsin just to like walk. And yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't really care. So, yeah, same thing. Just like sitting there listening to a bunch of people that you're like, I have no idea who you are. Cool. <laughs> Appreciate it. Should we look it up? Do we have any other questions? Who do you think did it first? Do you think there's going to be a you think there's well, going to be a to record of that? The probably some old school like uh, Oxford probably is just the oldest school I can think of. I know is it, is it older Oxford, than Harvard? Oxford was around when the Aztecs were around. Oh wow! So it's like 1300s, I think 1200s. Yeah, I think Harvard wasn't until like 1600. Well, Dude, that's crazy. It was probably later. It's in America. Screw me, could be. I don't know. Oh, uh, I had another question, but now I forgot it. Uh oh. Oh geez. Keeping it on your toes. I think that I, I think I lost it. I'll let you know. Well, let's think about up. it. I said I said location wise. Are you thinking time? Like when did we first start? Oh no, it was about uh, the speaker. When do you think we started like hiring? famous speakers to motivate our graduates oh oh. i I feel like that's mainly for college isn't it like i don't think a lot of high school i think they just have the valedictorian do it yeah yeah but that's a pretty big thing especially (laughs) at some of the bigger schools now that's kind of stupid i i i I don't know it's okay like i guess i feel like that would be maybe just so people actually showed up to to the graduation 
Because <laughs> I True. feel like if if I knew that I don't know, like Jim Carrey is a is, is a guy who did really good at, at at a speech. Like I see a lot of like videos of him. Uh, I don't know what college it was, but he gave a, a really like knock out of the park speech for it. I've seen that one a handful of times floating around in like social media type posts. But mm. I feel like. Out of all of graduating, seeing a celebrity that I actually enjoy or like appreciate, like coming to my school to talk, I feel like that would be the main reason why I'd even want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe it would just get more like family members and stuff. It's probably a money thing, to be a hundred percent honest. More people there, um, buying like because you have to buy seats and crap to that, don't you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. Like, so if I you want to go, no, I'm fairly positive you have to like purchase seats it, to like. Come it makes see sense. The graduation. But I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's all a big scam. They're just trying to get some money out of you. Uh, that, that's mean, my answer. That is college. It is a business. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Who the first like speech was or why they do it? Oh, I didn't even know who you. Uh, yeah, why they do it. I have no idea who the first speech would be. Um, Probably a politician. Why? I. Yeah, I don't know. Probably just to get people there now that you say it. Because they already graduated, like, does motivating them for one day really matter that much to spend, you know, probably a lot of money depending on who the actual speaker is. Yeah. Oh, another big reason that I just thought of is uh, if that individual graduated from the college, that'd be pretty cool to see. I think that is a little more common. We had someone who graduated from our school be the speaker. Was it a good good speech overall? Yeah, it was all right. You're not that motivated. No, no. If you fail, if you fail in life, you 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 have someone to blame. I'll, I'll blame that guy. Yeah, I don't even remember his name, but I'll blame him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to look up, dude. Who the yeah, first? We do. It's like speaker. We gotta. We have to always take notes because we always forget it here. Here, I'll start yeah. a new one. I um, think we'll start with why do we wear caps and gowns? Okay. We got the list now. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, why do we wear caps and gowns? Let's look it up. This is a pretty big, uh, pretty big question. We got a lot of links here. It looks like it started with the clergy in clerical schools back okay. in the 12th and 13th centuries. The students and teachers typically wore clerical clothing because the church was highly influential at the time. And many of the professors were priests, monks, or other clerics. And most students were studying to do something similar. Hmm. I like this uh, this piece on the Washington Post that says the just <laughs> one thing that the gowns are really great at doing was providing warmth for students in unheated buildings. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me that makes me chuckle. I'm seeing a lot of posts about hoods, a lot of things about hoods. Is there a hood that was involved back in the day? I think that was kind of the middle step between more traditional like cleric clothing and then kind of transforming that a little bit and then transforming a little more to the modern day what we have. It looks like the first more modern of what we know uh, clothing was from Oxford, which I got right, there it is. and Cambridge. And they by 1321, they forbade excessive apparel in universities, requiring everyone to wear long gowns during ceremonies to create unity between everyone. Hmm. So it looks like that wasn't just during graduation, though. It looked like they would just wear that normally. Almost like a school uniform. I I hate that. Imagine having to wear that every single day. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's terrible. A big robe, yeah. Be comfy at least. You don't think you'd you think they'd wear clothes underneath that? Or you think you just that's it, that is the clothes. That's what I was wondering too. I think a lot Let of people wouldn't wear clothes underneath. Especially it. back then, dude. That's risky. Yeah, but if it's uh, I guess if they need to keep warm though. Uh, yeah. If maybe. you need to keep warm in unheated buildings, you'd probably bundle up. At least some long johns, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And it looks like the modern motor mortar board cap, which yeah. is the square cap. For the material, yeah. Yeah, believed to have been developed in the 15th century, which was an evolution of beritas, which are hats used by Catholic clerics. And I'm trying to think of what they kind of look like. Almost like a train conductor's hat. Huh. I don't really know. Yeah, that's pretty strange. I, I'm upset. I did have the initial thought, even before we started recording, that there might be some sort of religious influence into this, but I forgot to say it while we started recording. And now oh. that we're saying it, like it, it does make sense. Because I, I, I can't really think of any other profession or any other historical career or like influence besides religious factors that would wear some sort of like robe like this. Can you even think of other occupations besides like a judge? No, I only thought of judge, and I now that you mention, I didn't even think that. Yeah, in church they wear that type of stuff all the time. Yeah, I yeah. I never made that association. I guess I haven't been in a little while. Yeah, oh yeah, same. It just uh, you live and you learn. Here we are. It's funny that they forbid excessive apparel because this feels like the most excessive apparel you can get. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it is ridiculous. True. I mean, it does create an easy uniform, though. Yeah. Some and everyone looks the same. Is it really excessive if everyone's doing it? No, I guess not. It's just excessive because it's so nowadays, like, unnatural. Yeah. Because you would never see anybody wearing that ever. Another big, uh, at least on the cap being square, uh, the answer is overly, like, it's quite debatable. Uh, but a lot of historians believe that it signifies, like, the form of a book, which gives a more scholarly appearance than just the shape of a regular, like, hat. Uh, it, it could be religious influence as well, maybe like a Bible. But what, <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's what I think of when I see those hats is a book. Oh, yeah, real scholarly. Books are rectangular, though. They're never square. I don't know. You've never seen a perfectly square book? I, f- I mean, I Maybe probably like have. Ch- I feel child, like they're usually children's, children's book. books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're graduating from a child to to a young man now. It's your last children's <laughs> book right there on your noggin. I also see that some historians think that the shape represents the quad within the Oxford campus, which is mm. just a perfect square there. Okay. That could make sense, too. We're all just copying off the, the OGs. The original European academic style is pervasive throughout the centuries and even into colonial America. But after the Civil War, the the outfit was reserved strictly for graduation. And for that reason, the cap and gown like symbolized recognition and achievement instead of just like everyday garb. So it, like, got, it gained status by simply only making it for graduation. Instead of just mm. everyone wearing it. I think people got sick of having to wear that every day. Most likely. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Up until about the 1950s, graduation caps and gowns were usually gray. No color yeah. whatsoever. Hell yeah. I just saw that too. Oh, that'd be terrible. That'd be fantastic. That's, so, that's fairly like recent. We just started adding color to that. I guess if all the pictures are in black and white, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, like, just don't you don't want to spice up like the the recognition and like 
<laughs> a big day. You don't want to make it any like fun at all. You're just going to keep it straight gray, nice and boring. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it does say that black and white photos were part of the reason for just keeping it gray because wow. the other colors didn't actually show up. Who cares about a phone? What about your memories? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, especially if you're buying such a useless article of clothing. Yeah. Like, you might as well make it nice for the one time you wear it. All right. Well, that's why we wear it, I guess. On to the next question. Yep. Why do we move tassels from one side to the other? I'll just randomly pick them as we go along. I like that all I had to type in is why do we M-O, and the tassel thing like came up immediately. Wow. They know you're falling down the wormhole, and there they're trying is. to grab you in. <laughs> trying to suck us in here. Wow, that's actually amazing. Kind of creepy, but amazing. A little bit. They're always listening. So we were kind of right. At least, so the biggest thing that I'm seeing is just the symbolization of the individual's movement from candidate to graduate. Just that honor from, like, taking that last step to becoming, you know, signified and important. Okay. Oh, and we were wrong. It is moved to the left side, from right to left, after students oh. receive their diploma. I should have switched. I knew it. Does it say why? Is there a reason? No, I think it's simply just like that final step to now being an educated individual. Not all the knowledge. Oh. That final act right there is what signifies it. Yeah, not all the hard work you've been <laughs> moving a tassel. I wonder. I wonder if there's like a, I don't know, a start story though. You know, what's the origin? Yeah, why a tassel? Oh what! Now I'm seeing a new a new post that's saying that you move from left to right. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> you tell me what you find, and and if we get if we get two out of three on something, we're going. I with was that. looking for for hat tossing. I was gonna oh, start on that. I like just, that. Just uh, keep the flow going. I got you. And it looks like in 1912, the Naval Academy was the first place to start tossing graduation caps at their commencement ceremonies. Oh, strange. That was because the graduates had to serve their first two years as midshipmen before becoming full-fledged officers, and at that time, they'd wear a different hat. Okay, so from moving one so, hat to the other? Yeah, so they tossed their <laughs> old caps in the air. So no more of this crap. A new, new hat. <laughs> I, like, I that. like that. I though. like that a lot, actually. That's cool. We should have had a second hat ready. <laughs> Does that mean they wear like a graduation cap all the time, or were they tossing different hats? Okay, so I like this one. This is giving me a lot more information. I'm gonna believe this. So, okay. when you're in high school, the tassel is on the right side, and you turn it to the left side at the end of the ceremony, saying, "You know, you are, are semi-educated." And then when you go into your <laughs> college undergrad, it follows the same rule of turning from the right side to the left. But if you're a master's degree recipient or a doctorate recipient, you actually keep your tassel on the left side the entire time, signifying that you are already an educated individual and you already have the <laughs> distinction. Oh. So you don't even need a turn. You're already a god. You just look at them and you say, oh, is your tassel on the left? Oh, excuse me. I did not know who I was talking to. Oh, my, my, my. We have an educated man or woman here. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. And you got a bunch of other people like, wait, which side do I put it on? (laughs) Yeah, me who just like is swinging it like 360 helicopter style around. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, yeah. 
Oh my god, that's so funny. I'm still trying to see if why we even have a tassel. Like what what is the importance of that, but Oh, strange. Okay, so there used to be a lot more distinctions that tassels were used for. So the cords with tassels that were used uh, dating back to the 14th century uh, was basically a representation of levels of learning. So I don't know if there was different like sizes or colors or whatnot, but it, it like showed that you were like in your studies, like trying to you know become an educated individual. And a lot of different tassels were used to actually differentiate people in the military or religious field. So I almost guarantee that there was different tassels that were placed, you know, upon different hats that uh, represented different meanings behind it. Kind of like, I guess, position of it for, you know, different levels of education nowadays. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I think I had two tassels when I graduated college. Really? That were different colors. I think one was for, like, the business school, and one was for, like, the school school. Okay. That could be. Uh, Another thing that I just saw, which is why there's um, mixed reviews on, you know, tassel turning and colors and whatnot, is that the tradition of turning the tassel may vary by school. So I don't even care. There's some people that are just (laughs) chucking that thing all over the place. And colors. They can give you as many tassels as you want, I guess. Oh, yeah, there's also honor cords and stuff. I forgot about that. You You get, like, extra, like... Oh, yeah. Pieces of fabric you get to wear saying that you're more of a beast than everybody else, I guess. <laughs> more, Just more crap to wear. The more you wear, the more distinct you are and the better of an individual. Which you, is interesting because it was supposed to stop people from <laughs> being excessive. an individual almost. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Interesting. Little tassel guy. We have the square caps, kind of. Why do we throw the caps? We got tassels are down. Only thing that's left... Why do we have celebs come and give speeches? And who is the first celeb to do so? I don't know if there's going to be a specific answer on this one. I feel like we nailed it on the spot. Number one for money or if they graduated there. Like I'm seeing that the earliest commencement speakers were giving their speeches, uh, speeches in Latin. Hmm. And at Princeton, the senior chosen to give the address still does it in Latin. Why? <laughs> when no one can understand that. <laughs> Good. Could you imagine going to somewhere that you already don't really want to go to and have someone giving a long speech in a language you don't know? I would just be sad that I was there. (laughs) Sit there for two hours listening to this and you're like, okay. Can I get my piece of paper and go, please? I'm I'm just seeing lists of like the best celebrity speeches. I'm not finding any information out. I'm seeing that. It's called a commencement speech because yeah. in medieval times, when apprentices were able to graduate from universities, they were able to commence their professions afterwards. Mm, that's kind of nice. Only about 30% of universities pay their speakers, though. Well, the problem is, like, it's an honor for you to talk to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it says a lot usually rely on alumni to uh, be the speaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not finding why, but I'm finding a bunch of random facts about <laughs> graduation speeches. All I'm seeing is just just speeches you need to see all on YouTube. I see that Kermit the Frog gave one. What? <laughs> and the voice actors for SpongeBob and Patrick. What are you talking about? Why? SpongeBob. That's awesome. Oh, did you hear about the the one speaker who said he'd pay off the debt of all the student loans of the people there? No. Well, was that, that was fairly recent. Robert F. Smith, and he foot the bill for 396 graduates. That's awesome. 
Why? Just because? Yeah, just because he's rich, I guess, probably. Dude, what a great guy. I love it. I can only imagine the bill on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ever since you said the SpongeBob thing, I've just been looking up, uh, I just looked up the strangest speeches. <laughs> 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 and that was number one. Ah. <laughs> uh, another good one that I enjoyed was Billie Jean King, uh, a tennis legend who served up advice ranging from relationships and to dealing with like peer pressure and at one point whipped out a hidden tennis racket and just started serving tennis balls into the crowd (laughs) heads up if i have any more good ones i'll let you know yeah it looks like it's mainly just a realistic and maybe relatable story to try and inspire the the new graduates and give them an idea of how they can kind of build a a successful career like this person who's standing in front of them. Yeah. Is all I'm really seeing. I'm just seeing a lot of uh like speeches that were like not properly like done and there's just a lot of awkward pauses. Which oh, sounds no. terrible. Doctor Seuss gave one. He read he just oh. simply read like a little poem. That'd be fun. He called his gown a bathrobe. <laughs> Who would your ideal commencement speaker be? Oh God, if I had to pick anybody. Do they have to be real? <laughs> no whoever you would want oh dude a, no a that's that's too hard that's so hard um fine then they have to be real i was okay. l- i thought you had someone in mind when no i i did real. no i uh all right so if it had to be if it had to be real i would i would pick will smith number oh, okay. one just growing up watching him act and like as he's aged he's turned into like a really like philosophical type of guy uh I, I i i never go on instagram but when i do i he's like the only guy i follow on there really um and he always posts some like really like deep like crap or just like look at like what i'm doing right now uh but it's really it's really nice and i kind of respect him as a as a celeb i enjoy him so i would say i would say will smith uh, who would you pick and then also try and think of anybody even if they're not real who, who would you have come on uh, I really don't know. I don't know that many celebrities is the problem. I know, either do I, especially like modern day celebrities. Yeah. I might do, I don't know. Sam Harris is kind of a a weird one. Huh. He's he's like kind of a, I don't know, philosopher type guy. Oh, Alan Watts would be good too. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like if you get someone like that, you you could definitely get yourself thinking and maybe maybe really inspired about the future, but I'm not really sure. I got you. Or they'd tell you that this was completely meaningless and <laughs> all that <laughs> depress you. Yeah, maybe a good comic, too, honestly. Just like a, like a, yeah. pretty, a pretty solid comedian who just goes up and just like rips on people the whole time. I would enjoy that as well. Matthew good... McConaughey gave a really good one. Yeah, I, know. I remember that as well. It's so weird how many strangely like like decently written commencement speeches I've like seen for some reason just in social media that they just like keep floating around there. Yeah. If you're ever looking for inspiration, here it is. <laughs> oh, well, we should play like a small snippet of one of them at the end. As, like, yeah, the, the yeah, I like that. I like that. We should definitely like play some of our best ones. If you had to pick a made-up character now, now who would you pick? It's so hard. Yeah. Um. Oh, jeez. You know who would have been a pretty cool one, actually. A little sad, but Robin Williams. I think he would have. Okay. Been, he would have been a pretty great commencement speech. I believe he has one, maybe floating around as well. I believe that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just keep going for like stupid, <laughs> stupid characters, <laughs> like the like. Remember the show Ed, Ed and Eddie? 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the really dumb guy. I think his name was Ed. I think that'd be pretty fun to <laughs> see him stumble through his speech. <laughs> It'd get old pretty quick, but. Maybe Rocky. Yeah, Rocky Balboa. That was one that I popped up as well. Good I feel like he best. could be inspirational. Maybe. Just screaming. I've never actually seen Rocky, so I have no idea. But. Adrian! Um, yeah, I'm assuming <laughs> it's just a story of perseverance. Though. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Better than mine. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> I kept wanting to thank the cat in the hat just because you mentioned Dr. Seuss. But yeah. Cat that'd be kind of weird. Good. Maybe go, go, gadget. That'd be pretty fun. See him do some pretty crazy things. He'd, he'd please the crowd, that's for sure. <laughs> well, uh, that's cap and gowns for me. You have any other questions or things you want to look up, bud? Nope. I think that's all I got. All right. Scott. I hope you enjoyed the answer to your fantastic question. I uh, got a little bit of information. If there's anything else that anybody else would like to know about, somebody visit our website, send in a little uh, little voice message right there, and we'll hop right on it. Thank you, guys, and I hope you have a great evening. And to celebrate finishing this episode, now please <laughs> move your tassel from the right to the left. <laughs> Unless you've already gotten a, uh, uh, a bachelor's or an undergrad, then you can keep it there because you already are distinguished in no, our No, unless hearts. you've already listened to many of our episodes oh, and are oh. therefore very educated, obviously. If you're a veteran, if you knew what was coming. <laughs> there it is. We should, well, it, it varies by school. We should change it up. I want you to go I'm gonna talk to back you about to the right things I've and then to my the journey. You have to do it twice. Some of them I heard in passing. Right many of them well, I'm still practicing, but all Matthew of them I do believe are true. <laughs> Life is not easy. It is not. Don't try to make it that way. Life's not fair. It never was. It isn't now and it won't ever be. Do not fall into the trap, the entitlement trap, of feeling like you're a victim. You are not. Get over it and get on with it. So the question that we've got to ask ourselves is what success is to us? What success is to you? Is it more money? That's fine. i got nothing against money. Maybe it's a healthy family. Maybe it's a happy marriage. Maybe it's to help others, to be famous, to be spiritually sound, to leave the world a little bit better place than you found it. Continue to ask yourself that question. Now, your answer may change over time, and that's fine. But do yourself this favor. Whatever your answer is, don't choose anything that will jeopardize your soul. Prioritize who you are who you want to be, and don't spend time with anything that antagonizes your character. Be brave, take the hill, but first answer that question, what's my hill? So first, we have to define success for ourselves, and then we have to put in the work to maintain it, take that daily tally, tend our garden, keep the things that are important to us in good shape. Where you are not is as important as where you are. It is just as important where we are not as it is where we are. Look, the first step that leads to our identity in life is usually not, I know who I am, I know who I am. That's not the first step. The first step is usually, I know who I am not. Process of elimination. Defining ourselves by what we are not is the first step that leads us to really knowing who we are. You know that group of friends that you hang out with that they really might not bring out the best in you? 
You know, they, they gossip too much or they're kind of shady. They really aren't going to be there for you in a pinch. Or how about that bar that we keep going to that we always seem to have the worst hangover from? Or that computer screen, right? That computer screen that keeps giving us an excuse not to get out of the house and engage with the world and get some real human interaction. Or how about that food that we keep eating? Stuff that tastes so good going down and makes us feel like crap the next week. And we feel lethargic and we keep putting on weight. Well, those people, those places, those things, stop giving them your time and energy. Just don't go there. I mean, put them down. And when you do this, when you do put them down, when you quit going there, when you quit giving them your time, you inadvertently find yourself spending more time and in more places that are healthy for you, that bring you more joy. Why? Because you just eliminated the who's, the where's, the what's, and the when's that were keeping you from your identity. But trust me, too many options, <laughs> I promise you, too many options will make a tyrant of us all. All right, so get rid of the excess, the wasted time. Decrease your options. If you do this, you will have accidentally, almost innocently, put in front of you what is important to you by process elimination. Knowing who we are is hard. It's hard. Give yourself a break. Eliminate who you are not first. And you're going to find yourself where you need to be. Instead of creating outcomes that take from us, let's create more outcomes that pay us back. Fill us up. Keep your fire lit. Turn you on for the most amount of time in your future. We try our best. We don't always do our best. Well, architecture is a verb as well. And since we are the architect of our own lives, Let's study the habits, the practices, the routines that we have that lead to and feed our success, our joy, our honest pain, our laughter, our earned tears. Let's dissect that and give thanks for those things. And when we do that, guess what happens? We get better at them and we have more to dissect. Be discerning. Choose it because you want it. Do it because you want to. We're going to make mistakes. You got to own them. Then you got to make amends. And then you got to move on. Guilt and regret kills many a man before their time. So turn the page. Get off the ride. You are the author of the book of your life. done yet oh <laughs> we are all right <laughs> thanks for listening to what's going on if you have any questions that you want partially answered please write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com no spaces no apostrophes no excuses one more time that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com and we hope to hear from you soon write and subscribe on any player of choice thank you <laughs>